This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. I don't know why. It's just that we're pissed. Yeah, we right? don't actually have a rational reason to be pissed. We're like the Donald Trump of television shows. Yeah, right. We're just pissed at everything, or even handicapped just, reporters. That's us. Oh, we oh. didn't get to that on the air to, on the uh, radio no, show. I, I can't even wait a minute God, before we got to it here. Gone it. That, Sorry. That is unbelievable. Relate this story, if you would. Uh, he's, he's at a like a rally or something, right? Yeah, we well, yeah. I mean, it goes back though. Donald Trump had a reporter that that covered him <laughs> for multiple years, so he knew very well who he was. Right. Um, and uh, he tried to get backing for his claim that thousands of people in in Jersey City, I think it was, were celebrating the 9/11 attacks. Um, now we've all seen the video of thousands of people in the Middle East celebrating the, especially the Palestinian territories, handing out candy, handing out candy, uh, dancing. Yeah. So there is, which, like, so he starts out with that. Like, we have to go all the way back to this comment. He yeah. says, uh, "Hey, uh, you know, there's a serious situation. There's the thousands of people uh, in New Jersey who are celebrating. I've seen the video. I've seen the video. Now, look, there isn't video." Of thousands of people celebrating in New Jersey, Not it doesn't in New exist. Jersey. That's because it didn't happen. Right. Now there were, there is a report of people who celebrated in Jersey, in New Jersey. That there were, they it was gathered, in the Washington Post. Yeah, and right? they gathered on rooftops and they talked yeah. about it. But so there were some. However, no one has ever reported that it was thousands. First of all, uh, and there isn't video of it. So those two things, right off the bat, not true. Now. I, for me, I would actually be forgiving for Donald Trump to say, look, you know, yes, I said New Jersey. I know there were some in New Jersey, but the video was actually of the Middle East. That's my, mm-hmm. my mistake. But you know what I'm talking about. The bottom line right. is they were celebrating it. That you're, is a legitimate okay. point and, okay, a, and a fine mistake to make 14 years after the fact. Yeah. Totally fine. Of course, Donald Trump can't just admit that. No. He can't. He has to double and triple and quadruple down. Mm-hmm. And say he was right, and everyone else is lying about him. Well, look, it's called We Have a Country. It's, it's called We Have a okay. Country. That's right. It's, it's called management. It's called management. That and was part of his country. interview <laughs> afterwards, of course, saying, uh, uh, look, I've got a very good memory. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Things. I, I've I remember. seen the video. I've seen the video. I've seen the video. So, mm-hmm. 
<sighs> so, so they go to the reporter from, I think it was the Washington Post, who uh, actually wrote the sentences about how there were people in New Jersey celebrating and asked mm -hmm. him about it. Uh, he said, no, there were not thousands. He's like, I don't f remember exactly the number because it was from a report. I don't even think he was there. He got it from another person. And that person also said there wasn't thousands. And uh, there's a lot of questions about whether, you know, th they actually saw it either. They, the person who was even the witness of it said that they heard about it. But whatever. I mean, I, it, it's obviously there were not thousands of people rallying and mm -hmm. celebrating 9-11 uh, mm -hmm. in, in That's right something that would not have, uh, have uh, escaped our attention as talk radio people. <laughs> no, no. You know, no. that would have been a and it huge didn't in the Middle East. story. It, when, even and, and even that, when it happened yes. across the globe, right. we all noticed it. Yeah, Why we, wouldn't we, we notice it in Jersey City? Yeah. I mean, we all, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so... That reporter comes out and says, yeah, no, it wasn't thousands. I think there were some, you know, going back, I, I don't know the exact amount, but, you know, he stood by essentially what he wrote, which was, you know, the impression you get from it and from the reporter in the aftermath and the witness in the aftermath, that it was a small gathering uh, of some people who actually did, to, uh, to actually did celebrate, which is bad and, and, and would have been mm -hmm. fine to mention if he actually mentioned it accurately. So this reporter, who Trump knows because he covered Trump for years, says on record, hey, I don't think it was thousands, but, you know, he didn't trash Trump. So what does Trump do? Gets up in front of a rally and starts mocking the reporter. Now, that's very mm. typical Donald Trump. The thing that stood out in this particular case is that he suffers from some disability in which his hand is curled up and, you know, uh, he, you know, he has a, ser a serious, noticeable disability. So mm -hmm. if you had a person with this disability that's a reporter covering you for multiple years, there's no way you'd forget it. Right. And this reporter says he knows the guy. He's talked to him all these years. Um, but because he didn't back him up in, in the press, he goes out and mocks him in front of a rally, uh, mocks his disability in front of the rally and tries to... He, he, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do what he did. We could, maybe we have the video in here somewhere. I don't even know. I haven't checked the, uh, the, the end of the uh, rundown today. But the bottom line is, on video, he mocked the guy. Again, I don't, I don't see how you stand by a person like this. Forget the I fact just that he's. watched the video. It, it's uh, inexcusable. The There's no way he gets away with that. Well, but, he, but I, he know, does. I know he is. And, and with I his supporters, I guess. No you know, and it's like I, it, his supporters it's beyond, don't care what he does. It's beyond they the fact of policy, care. which we've been talking about for a long time, that he's not conservative. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the, the Internet um, recently rediscovered something we brought to you a long time ago, which was this guy. The one thing everyone say, well, he's very good on the border, though, very strong on the border in 2000. 12, not 1982, not 1992, not 2002, but 2012. Yeah, but 2012 was what, 114 The last presidential election. Yeah, His critique. 14 years ago. Right, yes, of course. Right? His critique long, I can't add very on well, the but... Romney campaign mm -hmm. was that he was too tough on the border. That he, oh that Romney was so tough on the border, he was angering Hispanics and they were all not considering the Republicans because of the mm -hmm. um, angry rhetoric Mitt Romney was using on the border. This is this man in the most recent election. And, uh, I, you know, I guess uh, the, the Internet is uh, recently rediscovering this and, and thinking how amazing it is. But this is what he does all the time. He has absolutely no belief system whatsoever. It's just whatever's in front of him at that moment. And it's punishing his enemies, which this guy, who was not an enemy before this, and all he did was say his remembrance of these events 
He didn't even come out and say, oh, Donald Trump's a liar. I was there. Mm-hmm. He just basically said, look, yeah, no, there weren't thousands. There, there, you know, I did get reports of some, but it wasn't hundreds or thousands. It was a small gathering. That just that gets Donald Trump on stage, a presidential candidate, and has him mocking a person with physically and, and verbally mocking him. F- physically, and, yeah, yes, and it goes mm. beyond the fact that you'd stay with this guy through all of his liberal policies. The guy's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a terrible human being that would do this to somebody like this, regardless of it's a reporter. Even if he had done terrible things to Donald Trump, which he hasn't, it would be completely wrong. I mean, where, these same people who are supporting Donald Trump were critical of uh, Bill Clinton being in the White House and the character because he was sullying these uh, you know, vaunted halls of the White House and the Oval Office. I mean, I, you have no argument. Character means nothing to you if you think Donald Trump should be president. Nothing. He, is, he has no character. He can't stick with a policy. He can't stick. He's a bad guy to other. He's got his own people calling and threatening uh, reporters saying that people can't rape their wives. These are this is a comedy show. Uh, And the fact that it's still going on is is remarkable, though, again, um, 80 percent of people make up their minds one week before the election. 80% 80% when you're talking about these early states. So, I mean, what, whether, what it, whether it means anything or not, I, I don't know. But it is, it's, it's frustrating that it's still, you know, he's still in the news, in news it is. cycle. It's not going to end by Christmas. I think we can all agree on that. Ah, it's still, I'm still sticking to it. Are you really? Sticking to it. You think he's out by Christmas? <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, probably not at this point. No, but I, but that, it was no. my prediction, and I'm not going to It I'm is not going to end by Christmas. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, back out on it. I think, I, I, I think it's... <clears throat> You start, people start to uh, follow these things after Thanksgiving. It's like mm-hmm. when, it, when the first polls start coming out, when people start to follow it. Uh, whether he, I, I don't think he's going to fall away completely uh, at this point. Um, you know, he's I don't, never going away, though. No. You know, he may very well he's run for a third party. Away, no. The issue with him is he's not um, an ideological candidate. So it's hard to figure out where he's going to go. And he's a celebrity, which brings mm-hmm. him support that no one else has really ever had. So... You know, he's probably more similar to a Ron Paul than he is to a uh, a guy like, you know, Herman Cain, who, by the way, yeah. at this point uh, in 2012, that he was 2012, right, Cain? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was leading. Herman Cain was leading. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is, these are the, these are the last win? two elections. Did Herman Cain, was he the I, nominee? I don't I think can't so. Mm, I don't, okay. off the top of my head, don't, can't quite remember. <laughs> I this can't is, either. Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick, because um, uh, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Um, uh, but, the woman that he was paying just for fun, uh, giving checks to, uh, and keeping her in an apartment, uh, I, I think that hadn't happened yet, right? Right. That was one of the strangest. Hadn't heard about. What about that. the nine 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 plan? The nine 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 was was full in effect. Was, I believe was was in full effect. So we're sixty three days out from Iowa right now. Uh, in currently, Donald Trump uh, leads the pack. Two thousand twelve, uh, Herman Cain twenty five percent, Mitt Romney twenty four point three, Rick Perry ten point five. So. It was close. Romney had made a, he was pretty much right there. Kane was still in his way, but he was pretty much right there. 2008 is a totally different story. 2008, 63 days in front of Iowa. Rudy Giuliani, 29 percent. Fred Thompson, 17 huh. percent. Uh, John wow. McCain, 14.7. Oh, you're making me feel so much better. Romney, right now. 11.2. <laughs> I'm liking this a lot. And then Huckabee Paul. it a lot. Yeah, it's it's it, you know the, where was McCain? McCain was third at 14 percent. Nice. Which is. I don't, is there any other candidates around 14% you can think of? Huh. About a third place? Cruz? Mm. 
Uh, and in fact, in Iowa, he's in second place, one point behind Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, which is kind uh, of amazing. It's just amazing. He's so mean, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it. Well, I really like Ted Cruz, but I don't want to hear the butts anymore. There's no butts. The man can win. Okay. All right. I'm glad we got that settled. But uh, no, no butts. I'll beat you over the head uh, with this <laughs> until you're dead. So that would take a while, and it would be enjoyable. Don't yeah. make me do it. Um, if you want to uh, avoid the Pat Donald Trump freakout zone, mm -hmm. um, good. I should send this to you as well. Uh, there's an article from uh, 538, Nate Silver. You know, their head, their guy, the guy the liberals love more than anybody. He's been right mm -hmm. all this time. But as I've always said, I liked him back before. Uh, liberals like him because he's a stats guy and right. he looks at these things and looks at all the trends and really goes through. So anyway, uh, his title is Dear Media, Stop Freaking Out About Donald Trump's Polls. This is posted November 23rd. Um, and you go through it and, and because of the high numbers of, I mean, he tracks it with Google search results. When do people really start paying attention to the election? And you could see it's about a week before uh, the Iowa caucus. And from then on, it's a straight up sh shot of people starting to pay attention. Um, but you go through the whole thing and, and this is how he says, um, uh, when you look at this, uh, even by New Year's Day, a month before the Iowa caucuses, which are scheduled for February 1st, only about one third of Iowa voters will have come to their final decision. Think about that. By the end of this month, only one third will have come to their final decision. Um, the percentage um, is considerably lower now, which is obvious. Um, perhaps something like 20% of voters are locked in. When you see an Iowa poll, you should keep in mind that the real situation looks something more like this. Undecided, 80%. Donald Trump, 5 Ben Carson, 4 Ted Cruz, 3 Mark, Marco Rubio, 2 Jeb Bush, Carly Fiorina, Mike Huckabee, Chris Christie, 1 that's probably what it actually, in reality, looks like right now. But, mm -hmm. you know, polls aren't designed to predict the outcome of something. They're designed to take a snapshot of, gun to your head, what would you do right now? Which is not what you're doing. That's, mm -hmm. not, what, that's not how polls, it's not how elections work. They ha they're the snapshot of that day, not uh, what we predict might happen now. And it's hard to you lose sight of that because... The media is just all over this all the time, and Donald Trump's such a crazy character, and he's got so much stuff going on in the news, and he's constantly, you know, inflaming somebody, uh, you know, out there. Um, but in reality, it's uh, at this point still not time to panic if you actually want a conservative nominee in the GD GOP. I will say the GOP is getting there, though. You're seeing what they're doing now. Kasich, his his pack is running all these negative ads on on Donald Trump. They're supposedly meeting behind closed doors to figure out what to do. De Jeffy, you said something, I think it was you t today, saying that they are considering not supporting him if he becomes the nominee. Yeah, they had a big thing in uh, California, at least that's what was being reported uh, from the Hill, I the think, GOP a couple days did, ago. Right? Yeah. yeah, the GOP, they got the together and they, were, they came out of there uh, with reports saying that what they talked about in their luncheon was Trump or Hillary, if, it, if he got the nomination. And they all said, uh, you know, Hillary won. So, that's unbelievable. And that, in the GOP. And that's what started down the road wow. of Donald saying the GOP was, a, you know, against him and fighting against him, which made me think that's his out that's to his go out. to third party. Because he's been saying this the whole time, with the exception of the point when he promised with his signed name that he would support the Republican nominee. All the other times he said <laughs> uh, th that he, he will do it if he's treated fairly. Now, of right. course, Donald Trump's. Uh, description of what being treated fairly is, is I think... Uh, as long as you praise me, nonstop day and night. Yeah, I'm not, I was going to go even more graphic with it, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's about it.
I mean, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hardcore praise from anyone potentially up to sexual acts performed on him is about the, the level of coverage he's, he's comfortable with. <laughs> wow. That's about, about as critical as you can get with Donald Trump without him turning you and mocking your disability in front of thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. obviously, he's, he's always going to use the, oh, well, I wasn't treated fairly. It's, you know, I wasn't treated fairly. Well, and that'll give him a, a, a way to get out and, and pass the thing over to um, the person he probably wants to win the whole time. Which is a one, one Hillary, Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're all, the views are much more aligned than than he is with any other Republicans. There's no question about that. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It is Patton Stu, and you know, no matter what challenges you think the country could be facing in the future, horrible presidents, horrible presidents, mm-hmm. you know, terrorism, some sort of uh, weather disaster, uh, like state of emergency in Oklahoma right now. It, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. For what? Flooding. For flooding, okay. And we've had five straight days of rain here yeah. in the Dallas Oof. Metroplex. Yeah. I mean, you know, if there's a case where you just can't get out of your house for a few days or a week or whatever, you want to be prepared, right? Yep. And you know, you know what we're talking about? We're talking about my Patriot Supply. They come up it with, is. they have the best, uh, they have pretty much everything you need to get prepared. But what we're talking about today is a, was it, we got a two-week supply we're talking about uh, this week. Yeah, the two-week emergency mm-hmm. food supply, only 50 bucks. Now, the number is 888-893-7953. It's really easy to get. Uh, you know, you can get anything from My Patriot Supply when it comes to preparedness. They have, yeah. they have it all. Here's but this is problem, a great though. first step. Here's the problem. They, they claim, you know, two weeks of food for 50 bucks. Then they slap on the 99, 95, 95, 99 shipping fee. <laughs> and you're like, well, now it's 50 well, bucks no. plus 99, 95, 95, 99? No, it's what? not. It's not, Pat. It's free. The shipping's what free. What is? The shipping? the shipping is free. Okay, it's then they, they slap it on the handling charge because they had to touch it. No, they, they put it in a box. They don't put that much priority <laughs> Man, on their touching. Me off. Uh, really? They, so how much do they charge then? The zero. Huh. So it's going to be $50. So it's just $50, and that's what you pay. That's what you pay. Yeah, 50, 50 bucks. $50. And, and then you get the two weeks of food. Well, and geez, then you, you need to uh, call store it in their easy uh, sort of. Uh, yeah, like these. They, they ship it like this. This so. is what? It's easy to store. Yeah. Bull weevils don't penetrate. It's, yep. it's really good. There's and no mac and cheese inside too. of it. We should point out. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. You don't have to figure out, well, okay, what do I do with always, cracked wheat? It's always a bonus when there's no rat poop. Yes. Always. It is, right? Always. You, you don't like it either? I don't Concrete on that? In fact. <laughs> wow. That's okay. a Jeff fact. fact right Call there. Call 888-893-7953. Right now, limit two per household. Two-week supply, 50 bucks. Call 888-893-7953, My Patriot Supply. Call now. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. Hello, Triple A, seven two seven back. Pat and Stu, uh, you know they're, they're saving the world. They're saving the planet. Yes, thank God. In Paris, mm-hmm. thank heaven, because uh, you know we have one major problem, and that's climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the rest is just nonsense, as you know, Stu. It's our biggest uh, long-term threat and short-term. It's and catastrophic well, yes. right 
now. Yeah, Carries I've noticed been saying long term lately, which is interesting because that's, that's a separation really? from their. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's not the talking point, they man. They can't say that when there's people being beheaded in the streets and executed at rock shows. And yet they do. They the still president do say does. It, yeah. I mean, Obama says short term and this is now and it's happening and it's catastrophic already. Uh, so anyway, through all the smog in India, the, the coal hungry Indians see carbon imperialism as the big problem in the West. Uh, John Kerry last week singled out the country most likely to pose a challenge to climate change. It wasn't China. He said it's India. On top of the carbon-spewing traffic that clogs the Indian capital streets, that challenge comes in the enormous form of the 1.5 billion tons of coal the country aims to extract annually by 2020. That's double the current output. So, But they can, right, because they haven't achieved what we've achieved, and it's not fair. Somehow, because we advanced quicker than they did, that's not fair. We should have stopped somewhere along the way and made sure they catch up. Well, the argument goes that we were able to build our economy on these evil, uh, poisonous gases, these dirty fuels, mm -hmm. uh, because they're so inexpensive. And these countries shouldn't have to be forced to build their countries on expensive uh, sources of energy, which is the only time they admit they're expensive sources of energy. All the other right, times, they're I competitive they were all brilliant and they're great, and, great. and they're what they, we should be using them all the time. Yeah. But in this case, they say it's expensive because it benefits them. Once again, whatever's in front of them that benefits them at that moment is what they say. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the idea that um, China should be able to use coal as much as they want because China came up, um, uh, you know, they, they didn't get to advance like we did. Now, of course, they took advantage of all of our advancements. They've taken advantage of all the things that we've invented through this period. They've mm -hmm. taken advantage of all the innovations that we've created through this period. They've taken advantage of all the Nobel Prizes that we've won for science and other things throughout this period, medicine. Uh, but uh, that they get for free. That's not our gift to them. That is something that they, uh, uh, you know, that's just, they just deserve that. They deserve to take advantage of all of our innovations, and yet we're supposed to pay them. I and mean, what they're talking about is us redistributing, uh, over the long uh, long course of time, uh, trillions of dollars. I mean, globally, it's trillions of dollars of GDP from wealthy countries to uh, countries that are not as wealthy so that they can advance their countries with more expensive technologies like solar, like wind. Um, I'd say like nuclear, but that would make way too much sense. Um, and also, I don't want a lot of those countries to have nuclear power. So point being, uh, you get to the end of the road here, and what they're talking about um, is just a big redistribution of wealth. It's taking yes. money from uh, yes. evil rich people uh, and, you know, Glenn Beck and giving it to, you know, the Jeffies of the world. And I, oh, good know. golly. We can't, I mean, obviously. Holy cow. When you put it like if that. If that's true, I am for this. <laughs> you're on board <laughs> with the Indians. Yeah. Really, you're also, oh, man, yeah. climate change is the biggest thing we've faced <laughs> in the ever. You, you, you laugh because, obviously, uh, you know, this is a ridiculous analogy with Glenn. <laughs> But it is exact. What Jeffy just did is exactly what these countries are doing. Oh, yep, They're saying, yeah. "Wait a minute. Uh, wait, we get lots You're of free all money. This money? Uh, yeah, we're with you on climate change too. Uh, oh, yeah. oh wow, yeah, huge, huge, important." Thing. And then, and then you wonder, well, why uh, uh, would these people be pushing this climate change agenda if it's not actually true? Why mm. money? Money. Follow the money every single time. And that works whether it's Al Gore or whether it's uh, the nation of India or China. 
follow the money uh, and follow their hatred for America because it's all about bringing us down and bringing the undeveloped countries up. But uh, India is pissed about what Kerry has said, calling them a challenge. Uh, they said Kerry's comments are unwarranted and unfair. The attitude of some of the developed countries is a challenge for the Paris conclusion. Not in the habit of taking any pressure from anybody else is India, according to this guy. Uh, Arvind Subramanian. Uh, he said this smacks of a carbon imperialism, and such imperialism on the part of advanced nations could spell disaster for India and other developing nations. So any time uh, people aren't caving in to the third world agenda, all they have to do is throw out imperialism, and, uh, and we quickly cave. It'll probably be successful here, too, because it always is. And usually these, I mean, what usually happens at these climate conferences, however, is a bunch of nothing. Because countries don't I'm actually... I'm worried mean. about this one, though, because this is the last chance. It's this always, is our last it's chance. It's always the last chance, Pat. Well, only, but only Copenhagen every, was also only every our time. last chance. Yeah, only every time. Only every time. And Kyoto Stu, was not, also No our more last than chance. every time. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been more than all times. It's just all times. Well, remember, we we're 500 days away from climate, climate chaos, chaos. Which passed about 100 days ago. Was it 100 days? Because I thought it was actually lining up to essentially the beginning of this process. Because I, no, you know, it actually, it, we, we passed it a couple of months yeah. ago. Um, so right, no, I definitely did. But leading up to Paris, but it was leading up to Paris, which yeah, is the, I was. would say, you know, what uh, what they see is this big solution. The Economist came out with a big piece, though. I mean, Economist is, you know, not uh, not conservative, not not a conservative publication. It's not the National Review. It's not no. the Blaze. Um, well, it's not also a hardcore leftist. Uh, publication either, it, you know. It, well, I'd say it's fairly respected. Yeah, well, very respected. And, I think. Um, and, and, and but sometimes we'll fair. They they like free markets more than most communists. Um, yes. But they're not exactly you know. It's not Ted Cruz you're talking about. So, right. to put that in perspective, but what they were saying is not that global warming wasn't a huge issue, and they all they're on board with all that. But there's what they keep saying here is this isn't working. These things where you're trying to limit emissions of countries, this, right. this sort of meeting so where we all work. discuss this does not work. <laughs> yeah. And when you need some sort of new approach. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, at least case that's... In point. Case in point, as I put on my uh, Facebook uh, post over the weekend on, on this very issue, they are trying to keep the warming to an extra two degrees Celsius over the next hundred yeah. years. The changes everybody's already agreed to. That we said, okay, we're going to do everything we can to keep it to a two degrees Celsius move, which is about uh, three degrees or so Fahrenheit. The changes we've made will result in a 2.7 to 3 degree increase Celsius. So 3.6 to 4 degrees Fahrenheit over the next 100 years. So everything we've already done, still not enough. And. Oh, yeah. And at two degrees Celsius, they say it's catastrophic and irreversible. Mm -hmm. So everything they've done to combat this has done nothing. In fact, less than nothing makes the problem no better in their eyes. And we still wind up with catastrophic, irreversible climate change that kills us all. So, so why, why waste the trillions of dollars? Why? Mm. Why continue down this path yeah. when it's so foolhardy, stupid, and we can't change our climate? Which they say. I mean, because they will say to scare you that it's irreversible at this point or we're about to cross the line of, of it being mm -hmm. irreversible. And that there's nothing we well, can do. Well, they can't say irreversible right now. 
because then people will demand that they stop spending $10 trillion a year. Right. But right? when you say, when you talk about something being irreversible, like there's a hurricane coming towards your house, right? Yeah. That might be irreversible. We can't stop it necessarily. Or, you know, at least we can't, uh, we, there's nothing we can do that's sensible to stop it, right? Like we could mm-hmm. theoretically move to another country. Or it whatever. still doesn't stop the hurricane. It doesn't stop the hurricane. You're it's just still, not there when coming, it happens. Right. So what do you do in those situations? We move to another planet. No. Right? We go to Mars. No, and you don't, you don't rework the climate system to try to stop the hurricane. You adapt to it. Yeah. You maybe prepare yourself. Maybe you call my Patriot Supply. Maybe, uh, you know, you... Uh, maybe it, you build concrete encasements. Right. Maybe you have a storm shelter. Maybe you have mm-hmm. uh, a... a uh, over, and this is not something you do with the hurricane on the way, but you would build flood walls. You do things that when you see... Uh, uh, something coming your way, you're able to adapt to it. And it's great if you have trillions of dollars laying around that mm-hmm. you didn't spend on things that wouldn't solve the problem to be able to adapt to that. So even if they're 100% right with the science, which, of course, over time we've shown they are not, but even if they are, the proper way to attack something like that would be to adapt to it as you go and understand the real-world ramifications of what's happening. Do you know that in 1906, Galveston, Texas... 1906, raised the level of their city either, it was something like 13 or 17 feet. They raised the city like almost 20 feet to uh, stop the next hurricane from doing what it had done in 1900, which was killing six to 9,000 people. It wasn't one of the worst natural disasters in our history. It was the worst American disaster, natural disaster in history. And... And they, in 1906, took, took uh, the opportunity to adapt and had the technology and the wherewithal to do it in 1906. We don't have that same ability today yeah. to ata- adapt, to make certain changes, to prepare for whatever is coming, whatever the sun and the atmosphere have in store for us. I mean, it's, it's madness that we're headed down this road. Yeah. Absolute madness. Uh, I'm looking at the Galveston thing, it looks like um, it was, was, it it was five feet, and they ro- they made it rise to 17 feet. So 17, 17 feet is the number you're remembering. That yeah, is. Um, but, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty amazing it's pretty amazing for a, feet, you know, I think. a city. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And we had a, um, uh, we lived in a. Uh, had we done that with New Orleans, Katrina doesn't happen. Right, and you didn't right? need to do it with New Orleans. All you needed to do was shore, uh, up, the, shore up the levees, the levees. and actually it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, you know, the same thing happened in um uh, I believe it was it Holland or something that has done the uh, the the big flood walls out in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, ocean that is that can protect against it's like locks a lock system or whatever that protects against um, you know huge floods and stuff mm-hmm. because they're pr- particularly susceptible to it. Um, you know I can give you um, localized. I lived in a in a place in Pennsylvania. We were one block away from from the river that separates uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And, you know, probably when we lived there, we lived there for about five years. Uh, and uh, in that time, there was about three pretty bad floods where it rained a lot, water comes down, and it goes, it goes into these areas where houses are and some businesses are. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it, I can think of two houses right off the top of my head and one business that said, you know what, uh, we're not going to deal with this again. Uh, they just elevated the buildings. So what the, the restaurant put a bottom floor in where the restaurant used to be and put the restaurant on the top floor. Now, I had a better view of the river. Um, you had to walk upstairs to get to it. But mm-hmm. next time it flooded, it flooded their basement. 
and they didn't have the entire restaurant destroyed. Two houses, a house at the bottom of, uh, of a road uh, right by my, my house and by this restaurant, actually raised the entire house. And uh, one built a giant, like, raised the ground, so it was like a big hill going up to their house, and so it was higher and not... Uh, uh, you know, susceptible to that anymore. The other one um, built uh, an extra floor, kind of the same way, so their mm-hmm. essentially their basement would flood uh, if it ever did flood. Um, but and those are basic actions you can take that aren't like. I mean, it was yeah. amazing to watch it happen, but it wasn't yeah. like you know. You crazy. can do these. Yeah, you can do these things if you need to live near water. Uh, you're going to have to deal with crazy crap like that. It does happen, mm-hmm. and because we continue to move really expensive buildings because they're close to water, they're expensive. Uh, and we move them, that, they're that close to the water, you're going to have to deal so, with these things. Yeah, it's so going to be an ongoing concern for the world. And by the way, why are they expensive? Just because they're by water? Because uh, people want to live there. <laughs> There's a huge <laughs> demand for the property. a big demand. <laughs> right. All right, more patents too coming up. But you don't have to live near water. You don't. Yeah, is, that, is that, do I have that accurately? Yeah, Does no, the Constitution require us to live near water? Well, the Good and Plenty Clause does. Oh, just makes ah! it Triple eight seven two seven Beck. As the Paris talks on climate change go on, uh, we've got a team of re- European researchers that continue uh, to talk about their scientific model that shows the Earth is likely to experience a mini ice age, and from twenty thirty to twenty forty, we're going into that mini ice age where uh, the last time we went into something like this was the sixteen hundreds. And the Thames River froze for, I think, the last time. I don't think it's happened in uh, history since then. The whole river froze because it was so cold so long, uh, the river froze. Mm. Um, And so if we have that kind of uh, situation where the sun goes into what they're calling hibernation, uh, that would be a far greater problem than what we're talking about with a 0.9 degree or 1.5 degree, whatever happens in the next 50 years. It's Far better than what they're predicting here. Yes, uh, cold always worse than warm when it comes to humans surviving. Yeah, but um, because you're just talking about a lack of food, and that's mm. easily overcome mm. with cannibalism. That's uh, a good point. So when people die, you just eat them. That's all. So uh, I'm not afraid of it. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I'm not afraid um, of it. You know, it's not just just food, though. I mean, when it gets cold, people uh-huh. tend to die. Um, they die a well, lot. Put on a coat. That's true. I didn't you know, think of the coat solution. Come on, yeah. I was Put thinking of a coat. Just new ever heard of a blanket? I have heard of it. I, did, okay. I don't know what it is. You haven't seen them? Is that like this? Is that like the snuggie without sleeves? Yes. Okay, now I know exactly what it is. right. Exactly so you're saying right. cold is worse than heat? Yeah, cold yeah. is worse uh, than. That's not warm. what they said last year. What do you mean? Remember that was uh, we had the heat wave and the people were more people were shooting each other. In yeah, the no. big cities. Yeah, yeah. No. It so hot. it's really hard for societies to survive ice ages. It's not, a, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, and, uh, you know, we know because we actually do the show in the middle of an ice age uh, every day uh, in the studio where it's like four degrees um, every single day that we do. We do? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. It's a little frosty. It, usually, <laughs> oh there's God. only snow flurries. In the studio, though. Mm. I mean, it doesn't yeah. downright right. blizzard most of the time. Yes, that's Every true. Every once in a while, it'll break out into a full-fledged <laughs> blizzard. 
It's usually just snow flurries. Yeah. I will say so. the only way the River Thames could freeze is if it was rerouted through the studio. You know, at this point, I was at. I, I've come to now on the drive-in. Uh, about uh, about five minutes before I get here, I turn on the seat warmer. Oh my gosh! And I crank the heat to ninety. Mm-hmm. And I just let. And I get to the point where by the time I get here, I'm like, I need to get out of the car because it's hot. Mm. It's you know it's 90 degrees in my car by the time I get here, and that gets me through the first half hour or so of the show, like as a normal human being. I'm mm-hmm. not freezing, uh, and it's until we get to about 40 minutes into the show where I start getting cold, and then by now, uh, every part of my body is frozen solid. Here's a word for this kind of a person so that I'm thinking of. It starts sure with starts several with P, words I can think and of, and it ends in us. <laughs> Um, I can't think of the word, though, but I just think of its parts. And uh, You know how cold it is here. And you, you're the one that makes the jokes about the, the snow rolling in over the, over the hills. Uh, yeah, but I don't have the double heater thing going on I know, underneath my... Cause, yeah, oh, look, so I'm innovative. Good. By the way, where's my heater? It's broken. They lost know. it while we were on vacation. What do you mean? We, yeah, we no, thought someone totally broke in and stole it. So they can't bring it out. Sorry. <laughs> We've, we've learned, you, look, no we've, one's told me that. How do you know? Yeah, so, no, well, I talked to the authorities up front. They were searching. The yeah. authorities. Yeah, they called the police. They were here. They out called a the police? Yeah, somebody stole it. Really? I mean, they, uh. somebody steals something, you got to file a report. You know now, what? You That's true. I've got to file a report. Because <laughs> I know I have a good idea who stole it. And you're looking at him <laughs> in that last shot. Uh, all right. Here's, uh, I guess, Michael Bloomberg talking about right-wing climate crazies on CNN last week. Uh, I'm sure this is brilliant. Even the right-wing crazies no longer say climate change isn't real. They just they say, say we've say got nothing to do with no, it. They say it's natural, it's not business, not, not, not man-made. Why do they say that? Because in every one of their towns and villages and states and counties, they now have floods where they had droughts. They now have no. droughts where they had floods. They have storms that come out. So they have both tornadoes. Of those, the public wouldn't let them say anything. But oh, these are just reacting. Sakes. They're saying things God, to cater to a handful of crazies. There's one of oh. them who was a surgeon unfortunately, at Johns Hopkins, who doesn't believe in science. Somebody said that's like a business executive that doesn't believe in profits. You've got a guy like Ted Cruz, who I think Dershowitz said was the smartest law student he ever had, and he says some of the stupidest things I've ever heard. The only explanation, the only explanation is he doesn't believe it. He's just saying it. Ted Cruz is a smart guy, and you can't say what he says in, in an intelligent way. This comes from a guy who is so butt-stupid, he doesn't know what an automatic weapon is. Mm-hmm. And he's, he spends hundreds of millions of dollars fighting guns yeah. every year. Yeah. And he doesn't even know what they are yeah. or what they do. Oh, good And God, by the way, yeah. I've never in my entire life wow. seen a climate denier say that the climate doesn't change. I've literally every never Every living knows. human being on this planet knows the climate has always changed. We just got finished talking about a freaking ice age. That didn't, right. that didn't, it, we don't believe we currently live in an ice age. We know that climate does change. Right. And the idea that people notice this, uh, you know, this weather weirding thing. People always have said that throughout history. Everyone thinks that their time is the time that it's weird. Mm-hmm. And they all remember the old days differently than they actually were. When you look at the charts of how many tornadoes there there are have been, how many? I mean, the, the idea that the media pipes these things up to the point that it freaks people out and they, and they think that the weather is getting stranger is uh, is not an argument in your favor. It's it's, it's, it's it's an argument against your point. The point right. is the data doesn't show this. And in real world, look, people are moving, as we just said, to the water 
more than ever before. Mm -hmm. If they believed climate change was an actual issue, they wouldn't be moving nine feet off the water if they can afford it. They wouldn't aspire to have a waterside home. This guy lives in a city where last year, uh, not this last summer, but the one before, the temperature... I think twice rose above 80 degrees during the summer. <laughs> this guy, I mean, it was it was the yeah. most mild, uh, moderate summer, uh, one of the most in, in recorded history. And he's got the balls to say that in every city, in every village, in every burg, every county, city, every county <laughs> they're all seeing that the weather is completely different than it used to be. Bull crap. I mean, we had... I mean, I think the average in Dallas, Texas, in the summertime is 50 days of 100 plus. I think we had three last summer. I mean, that Certainly is not. We didn't have very many. We didn't have very sure. many. It was a pretty moderate summer here just this last summer. And now we've got five days of rain, and then it'll stop raining, and then it'll warm up a little bit, and then it'll cool down, and it will do that like it always does. Some winters are a little more harsh than others, but it's always been that way. Well, and this is what's silly about making the argument the way he's making it. The argument is not made if you're a global warming supporter, if you're a Mike Bloomberg guy. You don't say, hey, it's really affecting you. Uh, because people mm -hmm. are smart and they realize it's not. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it, like the, the effective attack on climate is to say it could happen in the future. Because then, then it's an unknown, and people can fill in any blank they want. Right. When you say, hey, hey, I mean, look, you know, you might have a cold winter. Everyone goes through cold winters and warm winters and cold winters and warm winters and average winters. And, I mean, that's what happens. So people are used to having different, you know, weather. And, and you can convince people at some level, ah, the weather's I don't remember it snowing this much, or I don't remember it being uh, this hot this time of year. Mm -hmm. But in reality, when you look at the global temperatures and you average them out, we're talking about an undetectable difference to the average person. You cannot detect a 0.9 degree uh, temperature rise over 100 years. That is not <laughs> something a human being is capable of. And to say that there have been more hurricanes, well, there have been less hurricanes, way less. We've had By none. We've had no Zero. major hurricanes that have hit the United States since 2006. I might be remembering one. 2005. One it's been 10 years it, it since was, a major hurricane. A major it's hurricane. been seven years, I think, since right, any since hurricane. Two. Right. So people any. are, like, and those are the big, the big ones, right? I mean, you, you had the, uh, you had the, hur uh, the hurricane slash superstorm Sandy that uh, that hit, and that was a big event. Yeah. You've had a few tornadoes yeah. uh, that, yeah. but again, the the, uh, the incident of tornadoes have not has not been rising. In fact, uh, the incidence of seems drought like pretty low. has not been rising. The incidence of flood have not been rising uh, when you look at the grand scheme of things. I mean, to, for him to, with a straight face, to say, well, places with droughts that now have floods, I mean, with floods and now have droughts, well, wouldn't they be pray praying for those options? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be the best thing possible when you have a flood <laughs> is to have a drought? Isn't that what you want? Uh, the idea, like, you and can't take drought, credit. What rain? For, right, you can't take credit for both things happening, both floods yeah, no, and right. droughts. Right. It's just, you, you're just saying... My argument is so wonderful, it gets to be right no matter what occurs. Well, that's not that's, an argument. That's, that's just, the way he feels. That's, that's what he feels. That's the way they all feel. Yeah. That's the same way he feels with guns, by the way. That's the, the way, way, yes. And that's the way they've spun this argument, to where they're right either way. Yep. That's why they changed it from global warming to climate change, because it wasn't warming anymore, so they had to go to something else. Well, even the cold means the warm. Even the cold, even... Even if it's the same as it's always been, that's a really bad thing, too. It's global warming. <laughs> I can't. 
You, you, how do you win when they've spun it that way? You can't. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents do coming up. You can't win on that either. It's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Okay, but so far they have not been able to win. Either. No, just good. Yeah. People are really, and they which is rare. Right, and what he was saying was that even we are realizing, no, growing doubts over climate change uh, is what the big story is right now. Yeah. You were just talking about uh, fabulous movie theaters. There's a new trend in the Dallas Metroplex of opening these beautiful theaters where uh, they have reclining, lazy boy recliners. I mean, the full size. Mm -hmm. And so okay. you're spread out like first, better than first class. So some an, of us will just fit. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you might, might fit, or is what come we're close. It's good, comfortable. Yeah, I mean, if you get two tickets, if, if it's a little uncomfortable because you got to sit over the divider. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, which oh. I think you might. I might. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. Okay, maybe if, a row. If you One buy row. two seats and remove the arms, will in, they remove it for you? Uh, no. no, you have to. No, bring, you have to bring a saw. Tough, what's <laughs> bring they a might get saw. mad. <laughs> yeah, they might. But it is the best trend in all movieedom. And it doesn't matter to me, really, even if there's uh, food where they serve you at. But there's one oh, of them that, that matters to me. They I, just I was going to say, great. there's two places that bring it to you that's pretty sweet. Yeah, oh, there's a bunch of they, I mean, they keep popping up, too. They, they do. Um, and, and I'm sure this is happening all over the place. Because yes. it's the only way, to I think, now to get you out of your home oh. where you've got... If you wait like a month, you're going to see every new release right. on, at your house on demand, and right? You buy at your a house. nice big TV for, you know, yeah. the cost of like eight movies. Right. You've right. got a TV that you can watch all the 24 7. So I mean, they got to compete with your living room now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say uh, the food thing is kind of amazing because it, I'm nice. going to go to dinner anyway. Mm -hmm. When I'm going, if we're going out for the what night, if you can do them both in the same. What place? if I could do a dinner That's and great. a movie at the same time? It's basically all I ever want to do. I don't know that I and ever want. And it's good to... food. Oh yeah. You know, it's not like you're okay. Can I have popcorn and a hot dog? No, yeah. they'll serve you steak at oh, some yeah. of these places. So what you're saying is, is that if I go to these theaters, I'm not supposed to go out to dinner after. No, you still. I oh, mean, no, you. You're so, you're we so you to go before I was and say, after. That does not happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nice mid-movie appetizer uh, is how I would describe the full meal that you can get there. But the, I mean, the food's good. It's like actual restaurant food. Yeah, so good. I've always marveled at the ability of the only two places that can do this: uh, movie theaters and sports venues to actually ruin cheese sauce. It's like the cheese sauce you get on the nachos at the typical movie theater yeah. or mm -hmm. at a lot of the stadiums is so tasteless. Yeah. It doesn't have, it's just like hot liquid. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't understand, like, it, it's cheese, very cheese sauce. Involved, involved. Like, we're willing to accept 900,000 calories in the next few minutes. Make the cheese taste good. <laughs> and they can't do that. But at these places, they've got queso. They've yeah, got, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how good it's the good. food is. And I don't know if this is just in Texas, but because, you know, when you've got regular movie theaters with the crappy old, you know, traditional seats in them, mm -hmm. in Times Square, for 20 bucks a ticket, these, one of these theaters is 12 when you're in the recliner. Right. Another is 10. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, they're even kind of affordable. That's it's a great trend. It's a great trend.
So how many dinners do you go to after? Just nine, just one dinner? Twelve, two, really a couple, one. Fifteen. You know, this is uh, this uh, this Colorado Springs shooting has been really confusing to try to sort through. Uh, Everybody is calling it the Planned Parenthood shooting. And then I heard just a slew of people telling me it didn't even happen in Planned Parenthood. Well, uh, apparently it did. Yeah. Tis the Internet. Apparently it did happen at the Planned Parenthood, although I still understand that he didn't shoot a single health care worker, nor did he shoot a patient. Well, we heard today from the reporter in Colorado that they were that the, he shot people who were on their way to be patients. So they were walking towards the building. Well, um, he said that they were people accompanying patients, which is weird, like family members of patients. Maybe, maybe. yeah. But how do you select, okay, I'm not going to shoot that person because they're a patient, but I'm going to shoot the other... I mean, I don't this understand why, it. it. It's me, all yeah. really confusing. Total speculation here, because we don't have anything else to go on, and, and uh, this is not a good idea to get into this speculation, but, you know, this is a stupid show, so we do it. Um, yeah. uh, my, the, only, the way that all of the facts have aligned strikes me as a guy who was, he may, very well may have been uh, anti-abortion, but was maybe uh, more anti-cop. He's sitting there, like, he, he's... The 911 reports from the officers say that he's sitting at the front desk with the weapon pointed out towards them. Um, And you wonder why, like, maybe it's one of those things where you start an incident, you bring people to an area, first responders, and then you try to kill as many of them as possible. Mm. One of the things he supposedly did was he had propane tanks in his car, and he was going to try to shoot the propane tanks, making them explode. And then his car was parked around where he thought the cops would be. Again, I, part, some of that speculation you don't know. Mm. I mean, it, so mm-hmm. hopefully we'll know more today as they kind of go through and, and talk about his motivation. My guess is though that it was partially um, uh, Planned Parenthood Planned more Parenthood motivated. Was partially well, motivated. Here's uh, what uh, Vicky Cowart, the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood of the Rocky Mountains, said: "Eyewitnesses confirmed that the man was motivated by opposition to safe and legal abortion." Okay, if you're if you're motivated by your opposition to safe and legal uh, abortion, what kind of beast are you? What Mm. kind of beast? No one should be opposed to that. We've seen an alarming increase in hateful rhetoric and smear campaigns against abortion providers and patients over the last few months. No, I haven't seen a single thing about abortion patients. I mean, we have said that you probably shouldn't make that. We We don't appreciate that choice. We don't agree with that choice. But I don't know that we've... We've attacked anybody who's actually seeking abortions, have we? We've just attacked the fact that you can kill a baby. No, we think the thing should be illegal because we're supposed to protect life. Uh, That's going to be pretty consistent, and we're not changing it, no matter what uh, the Planned Parenthood people say. We've criticized Planned Parenthood for offering the... 
um, the selling of body parts. And uh, we're going to continue that. Thing. And this is, what they, this is what they're saying. When they say it's confirmed, yeah. there's a report that this guy said to police he was upset about the selling of baby parts. There's another report that says that he handed out anti-Obama pamphlets near his home at one point or another. So there is some indication that he considered himself to be some right-wing sort of guy. We don't know this for sure. They're all sort of like secondary reports. These things come out wrong all the time. There are reports of people saying that a lot of uh, people were Tea Party members when they were shooting, and then we found out they weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, so until we hear it from the police, we don't know. Um, though, I, you know, it's horrible. I mean, the person should be, whether no matter what his motivation was, it's a horrible Well, we horrible know his thing. motivations, too, because Coward continued, the environment that we've created, obviously, creates or breeds acts of violence. Americans reject that hatred and vitriol that fueled this tragedy. So we fueled the tragedy. We do not accept this environment as normal. We should not have to live in a world where accessing health care includes safe rooms and bulletproof glass. So there you go. End of story. Uh, she and Bette Midler have hit the nail on the barrel head. And... Uh, it's uh, it's our fault for saying we don't like abortion. I don't think you can have a safe room in a place whose job is to actually end murder life. babies. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you can have a. There's not. It's not safe for the baby. No, uh, not at all. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, look, we're. This is uh, a, an argument that comes up every time there's something. Let's just say, for for sake of argument, that this is confirmed that this is about. Abortion, and I honestly, my belief is that it is probably part partially to do with this. I don't, I just don't have the evidence to back that up at this point. Um, but that's my belief. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Um, but again, we're talking about eight murders over the course of 40 years. That is eight murders too many. Exactly eight. There should be none ever. However, in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, it is. The lowest of low priorities when you talk about a group uh, to uh, be worried about killing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a group that is, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. you're talking about, by the way, half the country here. This is not some tiny group. This is not like, <clears throat> hey, uh, um, you know, Jim Jones's group is dangerous or uh, the weather underground is dangerous. We're talking about half the country that uh, yeah. thinks uh, abortion should be illegal. Depending on how you break it down, there's majorities uh, in some polls. Um, and you're talking about eight murders. Uh, when you have a country of 300 million people over 40 years. It should be zero. I want it to be zero. Uh, it almost never is zero. For example, there's been millions of murders probably, or at least hundreds of thousands of murders um, that have happened in marriages. Uh, you know, <laughs> people, it's the most grandiose expression of love that ends in death. You can't, if you can't get it out of marriage, then you can't get it out of it. You're never going to be able to get it out of every element of society. People get shot all the time for all sorts of stupid reasons, stealing uh, small amounts of money, uh, you know, uh, breaking and entering, um, you know, just revenge, bullying, uh, all these things. And all of them are far more than anything we've ever seen with the pro-life movement. It is not a violent movement in any way, shape, or form. There have been a few people who have been uh, horrible, horrible mass murderers. Uh, I'm fine with the term terrorists to describe them. Um, And, you know, they've done horrible things. But putting these things in perspective is often the most difficult thing to do, the thing that the media can't do well. And they realize that average people can't do it well. So they take advantage of that, and they try to hype it into something that it is not. You're more likely to be killed by your dishwasher 
oh, or God. your bathtub. Mm -hmm. It's then, not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. Uh, I was told on my Facebook po page uh, yesterday by somebody who posted uh, that it's uh, ridiculous to call this. There is no slaughter of children going on. There is no slaughter of children. But he would expect that from somebody as out of touch with reality as I am. And I, I you know, call me nuts. But I would say 52 million babies being murdered since 1972 is slaughter. That's a that's a slaughter. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's more of a holocaust, really, than a slaughter. Uh, but call it whatever you want. Uh, it's 52 million human beings. 52 million pieces of tissue are right. human beings. And that's the thing. It, like, to, to sit here and argue that, well, they're not people, so therefore it's not murder. Mm -hmm. um, is is essentially the legal status right yep. now. I mean, yeah. it is what the legal status is. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's completely ridiculous. But, okay, I mean, you could make, I guess, that argument legally. But morally, I don't think you can. Well, you uh, can't. You I cannot. Mean, it's not something where you could say, okay, well, these just, I mean, we all know what they're doing. They even said it in their video, in the, yes. you know, in the things that have been so largely discounted about uh about um the pro-life uh you know planned parenthood videos they themselves describe it that way behind closed doors over and mm -hmm. over and over again they all know what they're doing they've carved out some sort of loophole in their mind where they're allowed to do it but to act as if you know uh, matt walsh was uh you know a columnist for the blaze was getting in a fight on Twitter multiple times this weekend when he was saying, you know, obviously these murders are completely wrong. They're horrible. They're the worst thing in the world. Um, uh, but just to remind you that Planned Parenthood will kill 800 babies tomorrow. And, mm. you know, look, is that he's not he and he was not trying to by any means say that it was OK. He was not trying to excuse it. Um, but people were cr criticizing him and say, how dare you equate these eight lives with the 800 lives that will be gone tomorrow. And it's like, well, they're, they're all lives that are ending. I mm -hmm. think all of the lives ending are bad, all of them. I'm consistent right. on that front. You're the one arguing that some of the lives are okay to end. Right. I'm saying all of them are bad to end. You're the one saying mm -hmm. some of them are, the vast majority of them are okay to end. And it's, it, it's still really fuzzy to me because I'm very confused on how if these were not abortion providers or patients, uh, one of them was a police officer that came from the uh, university. Um, so how is a police officer and two other people, how is that even connected to an abortion clinic killing? He, because he was in the abortion clinic when he shot them? That's not what an abortion killing is. Yeah, it's when you go in there specifically trying to eliminate the providers. Yeah, that's usually what right? it is, yeah. Um, the doctor or a nurse or the patients or whatever. There are some reports that say that he had anti-government tendencies or have been saying anti-government things. A lot of that is consistent no. with a cop shooting. Yes. Um, you know, uh, yes. certainly, um, <clears throat> you know, some people who uh, there's, you know, s conspiracy sites out there and such that that uh, say the police are bad and they're coming to get you all the time. Mm. And, th and those people are you know, associated with these types of incidents from time to time. Although, again, it's not the vast majority of them aren't. Um, but, you know, occasionally that happens. A lot of the media likes to call that right wing. I've never heard conservatives vilify the police. I don't see that as a conservative thing. It's not at all. Um, I, I, it's not I, at all. You know, somehow that gets lumped in because, you know, the guys who do it are always saying the president, whoever the president is, is uh, responsible for every 
bad thing in a conspiracy. So mm -hmm. right now we have a Democratic president, so he aligns a lot of times against the Democrat. When last time, when there was a Republican president, he said the Republican president was doing all these horrible things, and he aligned with people like Cynthia McKinney, uh, the most liberal mm -hmm. of liberals. Um, I, you, know, I, he, you know, people like that aren't conservative or liberal. They're, again, all over the board and just say the anti-government is a fair um, uh, you know, description of people who say the government is constantly uh, carrying out Sandy Hook, for example. The Sandy mm -hmm. Hook shooting was actually didn't even happen. Look, the people, they're all actors. And they're fake. All right. I got it. Like that, you know, you, you get to that point and you kind of understand. There was that kind of crazy talk, too, oh, on yeah. the anti-government side. It's a real one, yeah. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. Also, one day after the uh, Planned Parenthood shooting, a uh, pro-life professor received a, uh, an email from a fellow educator. Um, on the day that a gunman attacked Colorado Planned Parenthood facility, Mike Adams was in North Carolina. Yet, a criminology professor at the University of North Carolina Wilmington, notorious for his anti-abortion and Christian views, was on the receiving end of an inquiry from a fellow professor who wondered about Adams. Uh, potential involvement with the shooting suspect. Stop it. Uh, did you correspond with Mike? Maybe inspire him a bit to complete his mission of murdering a university officer and two civilians? I love how they keep calling him civilians. When did that? I've never seen this before. Civilians, uh, because you can't call them healthcare workers, or and that's what they would do if they were. You betcha. Or patients, if that's what they were. Yeah, but they keep weird. referring to them as civilians. Unless they're trying to do it as, like, sort of contrast with officers. Cause well, they are, but that's, a, that's still a it's bizarre. It's a weird way to do it. Yes. Really uh, weird. Agreed. Uh, the fact that a professor would email me repeatedly accusing me of being involved in multiple murder conspiracies is truly mind-boggling, Adam said, uh, told The Blaze. He said the fact that he is a criminal justice professor moves it beyond parody. Greenlee falls short of any reasonable standard of professional competence. His conduct is simply inexcusable. And yet, this kind of stuff continues. Uh, and, we, I mean, we don't even... Police will not say what the motive of this guy was. And he, he's probably making plenty of statements because crazy guys don't have any problem making statements like that. Uh, and yet, for whatever reason, they haven't released what the motive is. So we continue to speculate because we don't really know. Triple eight seven two seven beck more Pat and Stu is uh, coming up in just a second here. Well, the governor of Colorado knows what the problem is. Bloggers and talk radio, that's mm. the problem. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right, we're talking mm -hmm. to you about uh, man crates. It's getting close to Christmas, oh, yeah. and you're looking for a present. For uh, Thank you for that. That was great. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, so uh, we're looking for <laughs> a present. Are actually that, a box. Yes, this is an actual crate. Oh, there's something very creepy going on. Either I'm in a really bad horror film uh, with the ghost. Oh. Thank you. I know why they call them civilians. Okay, hold on. Glenn's, Glenn's uh, opining. Oh, hey, I'm in a commercial, but go ahead. All right. They call them civilians because you don't want to call the guy that he shot what he was, an Iraq war veteran. Yeah, one of them was. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah the, the man. So I'm listening, I'm, I'm listening to you guys, and they're civilians, civilians, <laughs> because you don't want to say... What, you don't want to identify him as an Iraqi war veteran because that only hurts the case that this guy... Again, was some mm -hmm. right wing yeah. nut job. Yeah, yeah, he's out killing veterans. Yeah, that right. does fit with the anti-government. I don't know if you would know he was a right wing veteran or not. You know, um, like you wouldn't know that necessarily he's a veteran by him walking in, would you? Or no. was it? No, but what, how are you going to describe? Right. Him? Yeah, you have to. I mean, if it, uh, you know, one of them was a mom. Okay, mm -hmm. one of them, one was a veteran. 
if you had two of them, if they were both moms, they would have been 24 and 28 year old mothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, right. you want to call them civilians because you got to lose case here. You start <laughs> describing them as something, it's going to come out as that you're a veteran, and then that it you, wouldn't you, fit. Wouldn't the fit. Wouldn't fit the narrative. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I hadn't heard that. So there you go. Um, Glenn Beck chiming in here on the program in the middle of a wonderful Man Crates commercial. So Man Crates is your uh, place to go for a awesome present for the guy in your life, uh, someone you care about. Not, for example, like Glenn. Uh, I wouldn't get him a Man Crate because obviously they don't, I don't think they'll have a, a Broadway um, package. Uh, and uh, also, I'm not going to be getting him any presents um, because of my general distaste for him. Um, but man crates, you go inside, and this is actually one I would never buy for somebody because I would customize it much differently. But this one is an NFL package, and somehow they ordered, they, they, to torture me, brought a Cowboys uh, glass. Uh, but you can get inside these, uh, these great packs. You pick, you pick the NFL one, you pick your favorite team. I would, of course, pick the Philadelphia Eagles because of their wonderful Thanksgiving performance. Uh, but you go inside and you have all sorts of stuff. It comes in these cool crates uh, that you have to open with a crowbar. You pry the thing open and you get down inside. You've got customized glasses. You've got cool stuff to put in your man cave. Uh, and they have something for everybody. If you have um, uh, the person in your life you're buying a Christmas present for, they like golf, or uh, Jeffy likes zombie movies. Uh, so you can have a zombie-themed uh, presents. Of course, you shouldn't buy a present for Jeffy. That's just a terrible idea. By the way, Amber's not getting anything this year. Uh, so go to uh, mancrates.com slash ablaze. You're going to get a 10% off of your uh, order. It's mancrates.com slash blaze. Check it out now. Mancrates for Christmas. Triple eight seven two seven Beck is Pat and Stu. Uh, welcome to it. Uh, you know what we should get to just real quick because I-, I love this uh, commentary from uh, Jim Garrity uh, in National Review Online. Mm-hmm. He, the selective arguments that political rhetoric lead to violence. Uh, he says, "Let me get this straight. Criticism of Planned Parenthood means something like the shooting in Colorado was bound to happen, but chants where people describe police as pigs call for them to be fried like bacon." That doesn't lead to attacks on police. And we've yeah. had many. Uh, police, police shot dead for a- absolutely no reason by, by black assailants uh, in their patrol car. Um, that, that wasn't caused by Black Lives Matter. There, there was no talk of Black Lives Matter having anything to do with that, any of those instances. Uh, when an event by Pamela Geller is targeted by an Islamist shooter, it's... Not really about free speech. It was an exercise in bigotry and hatred. The attempt to kill her means she's achieved her provocative goal. While at the same time, investigators contend we may never know what motivated 24-year-old Mohammed Youssef Abdulaziz to kill four Marines and a sailor in an attack on Chattanooga's U.S. Naval and Marine Reserve Center last July. A shooting by a diagnosed schizophrenic who believed that grammar was part of a vast government-directed mind control effort. Not exactly a right-wing... Theory. Well, Jeffy is clearly anti-grammar. <laughs> I think we can. We yeah, know. I, I think that yeah. has been established. Uh, but that's <laughs> characterized by the Southern Poverty Law Center as having views that are the hallmark of the far right and the militia movement. It goes on and on. I mean, the double standard is so vast and so deep and so thick. 
it's really hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, we went through a lot of the uh, uh, the examples that Jim Garrity goes through uh, during the radio show, but listen to his conclusion. I think he asked some interesting questions. So he goes through all of these, including Roanoke, the shooter, the, the mm -hmm. Dylan Roof is in there, goes through all of them. Do I have all that right, and does that make any sense to anyone? Wouldn't Occam's razor suggest that those already driven by a desire uh, or compulsion to kill other people are going to do so and will merely latch on to whatever reason, justification, or excuse is at hand or most convenient? Isn't it ridiculous to expect sane people to watch what they say and restrict what thoughts they express in order to prevent a rampage by someone who is inherent with an inherently illogical, literally unreasonable, not sane thinking pro uh, process? Isn't Great. don't say what you think because it might set off a crazy person the most insidious form of censorship because mm -hmm. none of us can really know what prompts a crazy person to go on a violent rampage. And I would say it's most insidious as well because of what you're using. You're using the bodies of people who have been slaughtered to mm -hmm. advance your, your agenda. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it is the most insidious form of censorship. You're threatening that your words, uh, you can be held liable for something that you say, like, I agree with X policy. Um, and you're saying that someone who carries out uh, a crazy uh, bunch of murders loosely based on something that could theoretically be tied to to something that you've said and you get responsible i mean glenn was the biggest victim of this um you know when we were at fox all the time people the media did not hold back saying he was literally responsible mm -hmm. for people being shot and murdered when the, the people he was responsible he was directly responsible for the census worker in was it Tennessee? Oh yeah, who hung himself? Yeah. Yep. Do you remember that? Well, he was. That's before we knew he was. He hung himself, of course. Right. He tried to make right. it look like he was murdered. It, 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 it was. It was made to look like a lynching or whatever. And supposedly Glenn, because we we talked about uh, the census situation where they were going to your house or or asking you all these questions that didn't need to be asked and all of that, and you had to by law, you were required to answer them supposedly. Well, that led to the lynching of this. Uh, poor census worker when he had actually committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Just unbelievable. And, and the guy set it up to make it look like, like it was some crazy right, -wing right wingers. Thing. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, you know, and people do this. I mean, we saw this with the uh, police officer recently in where was it Cleveland, where he was. Uh, oh, uh, was yeah. it Cleveland? I can't remember. No, no, it was down in Louisiana somewhere, wasn't it? Was the it? guy that set the head that set up the the sting and everything that made it seem like he was. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was having, he was like embezzling, yeah. uh, and he had did all these crazy things and had broken all these laws and set mm -hmm. it up like he had been shot, and he was this victim. He was a hero cop, yeah. uh, and in reality, he uh, had set the whole thing up. I mean, this does happen. It's rare. We've seen it with uh, how many fake rape accusations lately where yeah. people are saying that they were assaulted. We find out later that it didn't happen. You even see it to the level of... Um, Waiters and waitresses that that's, that will write hateful messages again, like uh, you know, I don't like your lifestyle. When they're les a lesbian waitress did this recently, I don't love mm -hmm. your lifestyle. I won't give you any tip. Um, and then we find out later that it wasn't actually real. That she wrote the message on the receipt to try to get attention for herself and her cause. It happens a lot. People are motivated that's by terrible things. Um, you can't control that. You know, when you have a society mm -hmm. and a globe that has billions and billions of people on it. Some of those people are going to take illogical actions. You can't. Ha you can't Why? Because it's just. Why the, do they do that, Stu? You know, I don't want them to. Just the, uh, the numbers out Why there. Why don't we pal. live in a utopian world where none of that happens? I don't, Why? I don't know.
uh, people like you, Republicans think, say that. You'd almost think that the plan was uh, for freedom of choice and expression and free, free will, hmm. you know, that, that we're not just uh, controlled by a puppeteer. Um, and I, that's hard to accept. Hmm. You know, why weren't we forced to do everything right? Why weren't we? I don't. I don't know. Probably. Hmm. Probably no one ever thought of that. There probably wasn't a book. No. About yeah. It. Somebody did. Probably Satan uh, thought of uh, that, hmm. and uh, that plan was rejected. Um. So. Hmm. It's rejected by whom? <laughs> is there a cover? Is that covered in any uh, literature that I could? Yeah. Okay. Something called the Bibla. Bibla. The Bibla. I've seen it. It's on books. Yeah. yeah. It's have in bookstores now. I think it just came out, right? I think. Yeah. A while ago. Oh. Okay. I mean, not a really long time ago, but you've probably seen it in stores. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Check out the I mean, Bibla. It, on, like, the and it, table. It, it talks <laughs> about the very beginning and and how one person's plan was accepted, and that was that we all have free will. And then the other guy came and said, "No, I think we should force everybody to do good things, and then they'll all come back." And hmm. and, uh, and the big person said, "No, I, I think they should have free will." We'll put them to the test. Is that the one that's hmm. the, the uh, it's like an electrical manual or something? It talks about lights. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it does. Turning the it lights on or something. The at turning the lights on. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I mm-hmm. I have, it got, it's an electrical engineering. Yeah, uh, it got too technical. Of, yeah, right? for me. You know, just, uh, it's also a whole bunch of genealogy stuff. Well, in there. Yeah, and it seems yeah. like it's like a do-it-yourself, mm-hmm. you know, a, mm-hmm. a manual, and I'm not into that. You right. know, I, I, I'd rather hire someone. To, a lot of people aren't. A lot yeah. of people aren't into the biblical. DIY. Can't yeah. Do that yeah, yeah, I don't go to that section. That. I just so, don't. You know, yeah, so. too lazy. I'm just too lazy. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest articles that I've read in a while is from this uh, college president. He is the uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan University president, and he's fed up, obviously, with these absolute immature knucklehead babies that are going to universities today. Uh, He says, this past week, I actually had a student come forward after a university chapel service and complain because he felt victimized by a sermon on the topic of 1 Corinthians 13. Now, you would think, okay, what is that on homosexuality? And the guy was offended by it. No. (laughs) It it appears this young scholar felt offended because an homilie on love made him feel bad for not showing love. So he was pissed off hmm. by an homily on love because he hadn't shown enough love. So that made him uncomfortable. In his mind, the speaker was wrong for making him and his peers feel uncomfortable. He says, I'm not making this up. Our culture has actually taught our kids, and this is so true, to be this self-absorbed and narcissistic. Anytime their feelings are hurt, they're victims. Anyone who dares challenge them and thus make them feel bad about themselves is a hater, a bigot, an oppressor, and a victimizer. Piper went on to explain to uh, students in this open letter that the familiar feeling of discomfort when confronted with wrongdoing is called conscience. Hmm. And that the goal of many a good sermon is to get you to confess your sins, not coddle you in your selfishness. Or help you achieve self-actualization. This is not a daycare. This is a university. Too bad the guy at Missouri didn't say the same thing. You know, grow up. I know. Shut up and grow up. And if you don't like it, get off campus. Okay? If you can't take somebody saying a word to you off campus, which I have no control over, get out. Period. You know, it's, it's not that hard. It's just not that hard.
It shouldn't be. I mean, but the, it's just hard to have a spine, I think. And we come to the from maybe it's because we come from this world of talk radio where you saying the thing that when I mean, you standing up for what you believe in and just laying it out there is actually rewarded. It's different than a lot of other industries. You know, you, you come out here and you say what you believe and, and people tend to like your show more. Uh, where if you're a university president and you come out and you say what you believe, maybe you get upset and, and donors say, I get, you're scaring people off. And I agree with those people. And how dare you? And another group says, well, I don't right. agree with them. And how dare you? And, and you're mm -hmm. in the middle of that. And, you know, it's, it happens with businesses all the time. They don't get rewarded for taking a stand on the Constitution or values or anything because, you know, mm -hmm. some people don't it will beat them over the head with it. Um, but that says something about you. I mean, maybe it's easier for us. Because of the world we live in, you know, doing a show, maybe as a talk radio fan, you know, you know watching, uh, you know, conservative television, maybe it's easier for us. Maybe it's harder for a person who's in that sort of role. I don't know. I don't understand it, though. Just be sensible. Just come out and freaking say it. Like, I, you know, it's the same thing what you see with the NFL all the time. They deal with this um, and they, they back down. ESPN constantly backing down. The chink in the armor is the easy example. But I mean, mm -hmm. what, think of what they did to this person. The person who's writing on their website, who's probably a what fifty thousand dollar a year, forty thousand dollar a year employee, yeah. you know, for, and web salaries these days maybe <laughs> not even close to that. Um, and you know, but I'm saying for ESPN, you know, he's writing sports content. He's writing up a, a, a mm -hmm. write up about a game in which Jeremy Lin has a uh, has a bad game after a bunch of good games. He has a chink in the armor because the word chink could theoretically also be used as a racial slur against Asians. They fire this person. With no evidence that that was his intent, no reason to believe it. There was nothing in the article other than that. In fact, that it, all evidence. It was to all the evidence to the contrary. He was a a guy who was loved around the building. Mm -hmm. He had shown no other signs of racism anywhere in his entire career or his life. Tough. And Fired. It doesn't matter. Fired. Even Jeremy Lin, who was saying, you know, come on, this, <laughs> this is a little ridiculous, yet still fired. Yeah. Fired over it it's because these people nuts. just have no spine and to them Absolutely it's easier nuts. to just throw the trash to the curb than actually come up with a principled stand and say wait a minute look guys i'm with you why we should not be calling uh asians racial slurs but this is not what this is and you know this is not what this is i forget it we're standing by this guy get wouldn't, out of our face wouldn't you have respected the ESPN? oh god oh, i mean yes. like, like crazy yeah uh more pet and stew coming up instead instead zip yep not the worst. Yeah. Just throw him off to the curb. You know, screw him. Screw him. Who's he? He's just another cog in the wheel. Which I very uh, cyber, cyber Monday 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 Monday. Well, remember we this would be I, uh, sad. Uh, this is our traditional day where we get the LJ's Gone Loco right uh, oh, yeah. promo. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Year, oh no, so no, sad. we don't have it this year. Uh, but uh, I will say that um, Cyber Monday is a big. Uh, you know, I, everyone's like hyping these numbers. And what were you saying? It was a billion dollars down. Yeah, Black Friday was down by more than one billion dollars. You know, some of that wow. is that partially because it, some of the stores are open now on Thanksgiving, and they're maybe and, and it's spread out more. Mm -hmm. And the internet, I think, I think they're Internet's talking about. 
about. Yeah. I think they're talking about uh, stores at retail. I heard a, um, a report stores. this morning um, that people keep talking about how they're increasing um, sales on the internet by you know every year it's you know twenty percent, thirty percent, or whatever, um, which is obviously big for the holidays. Mm-hmm. However, um, the funny part about that is still eighty-five percent. Of uh, purchases happen at brick and mortar yeah. locations. Eighty-five percent for the whole year. Yeah, that's like saying you know wow. TV is dead. Yeah, TV yeah, is dead, yeah. but not really. But not really dead. Yeah. yeah, there's still a lot of TV. It's on its way. Left. Uh, yeah. People still go to stores and buy uh, things. We say a lot. it. We yes. say it about radio, and radio right. is still the number one medium right. yeah. in reach. Yeah. <laughs> yep, number one <laughs> over just, all mediums. But it's just something like ninety-five percent of all people, <laughs> and it's still it's dead. It's dead. It's dead. dead. Gone. It's, dead. it's always dead. It's not true. quite yet. But yeah. uh, somebody on TV, which also is obviously dead, um, Mark Lamont Hill. Uh, wait, you, well, you got to hear it from him because he's brilliant, and I can't put it quite the way he did. Listen. Bill Maher seems to get this Islam question wrong all the time. Uh, Islam is premised on some very basic fundamental values uh, that are in line with what America articulates as its own values. The question (laughs) of Sharia law is much more complicated than Bill Maher would like to acknowledge. Sharia law is about about a range of things that is not applied in every country in every way. So to say that somehow because you uh, have an investment in Sharia law means that you're somehow a radical or that you're necessarily anti uh, anti-growth, anti-democracy, anti-modern. It's just not true. The majority of Americans, uh, 56% believe the values of Islam are at odds with American values. And, you know, this was before the Paris attacks. So what, then what do you think is driving these numbers, Mark? Uh, xenophobia, a lack of information. <laughs> yeah, of course, always. What we have is a political issue, what we have is a cultural issue, and an ideological issue that is being smuggled into a conversation about Islam, and therefore Islam. being used to smear Islam, right. rather than to recognize that it, like all other faiths, has problems, but at its core is not the problem. You know what smearing Islam is uh, radical Islamists. <laughs> uh, that's what's smearing ah. Islam. Mm-hmm. Not, not Americans. <laughs> With American values, uh, plus uh, there's so much they walk hand in hand. I, I mean, really, no, really do. It really America, don't. No, it really the Constitution, don't. No. Sharia law. They're just like holding Hold hands in love. No. <laughs> really, yo, uh, you can't tell them apart. Exactly. Except for the exact opposite of everything you just said. <laughs> You're right. In an <laughs> opposite so sort of world. Bad. Oh man. Um, I, I mean, what do you do? What do you even say to that? I mean, it's so stupid. You can say this, for example. We had an attack uh, by Islamic uh, extremists um, in uh, in Paris. You uh-huh. may have heard of it. Right. I did uh, hear did have it something about that. Yeah. Um, and there, about 20 times the amount of people were killed in that one attack on that one Friday mm-hmm. than uh, all the abortion uh, people that Combined. have killed uh, people in 40 years. Mm-hmm. So 20 times mm-hmm. the amount in one day in one city. That doesn't include all the other murders in the Middle East that mm-hmm. we're not calculating here. We're just saying the Paris attacks on that one Friday, a couple of Fridays ago, yeah. about 20 times as many people were killed there than were killed uh, in the past 40 years uh, the anti-abortion movement. I think I get your vibe. You're saying shut down right-wing kooks on the radio. Shut them I, down. How did you get that out of what uh, I just because said? Because you were speaking loud and clear, my friend, and I appreciate it. Mm. Thank you. Well. Thank you for saying it. Finally, somebody has said it. Shut down the right-wing extremists who, who inspire this type of shooting and killing That's like, in Colorado Springs. And the same, you know, Mark Lamont Hill will... will happily appear on one of these shows and yeah. talk about how evil yep. right-wingers are for their evil abortion uh, uh, views and how they're targeting and killing people. Uh, and we'll read into the movement 
like crazy and mm-hmm. never, you know, think twice about it. Yet you go on about something like uh, Islamic extremism, which, look, you know what? Uh, Zudi Jasser does not threaten the values of this country. He doesn't. No, not He's at great. All. Um, yeah. You know, and so it's not to say that you can't be Muslim and, and you know, like pe- the people that look at uh, Islamic uh, values and translate them in the way that, he, that Zudi Jasser does are a great asset to this country. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that you can't be um, a good person and, and be a Muslim, obviously. But way, way, way too many per- of people that are Muslim, in the, particularly in the Middle East, um, translated in a way that is absolutely the antithesis of what this country stands for. Yeah. And by the way, they would brag about that. Those same people. Look at, listen to the video we, we played from ISIS to give, to give one mm-hmm. example uh, today, where they specifically are thrilled about the idea that they're doing the exact opposite of what uh, we want. They don't want this country to exist the way that it does. They don't like the values that we talk about. Um, and you know, that's certainly their right to not like them. It's just not their right to come kill us about it. Um, and they are threatening to do it yet again. Uh, Islamic extremism mm-hmm. is what puts these views on people. And when we go through the polls, you see it's not, it's not one one-thousandth of one percent who believe this. It's, no. it's very high. It's really um, high. In some of these views, uh, you know, you're talking in some areas, 40, 50, 60 percent of people agree with the tenants, for example, have a positive view of al-Qaeda or have a positive view of ISIS. Um, you know, Pakistan. I think terrorism I think, against human beings is, is, and civilians yeah. in America is okay. Yeah. I mean, do you have a positive view of ISIS? The question is asked in Pakistan, 29% of people said no. They don't have a positive view of, uh, of ISIS. Only 29%? 29%. Now, 71% then are either undecided or have a yeah, positive Yeah, and I think view. it was the vast majority have a positive view. Jeez. Uh, of ISIS. Now that was not the case in every country. Um, you know, Lebanon, for example, have I don't I think there it was legitimately it was better than Israel's number on, on it. It was like a hundred percent of people in Lebanon said they have a negative view of, of ISIS. While that while Lebanon, I'd have to check these stats, but I think maybe I've got this completely messed up in my mind. I think it's mostly Christian in Lebanon, isn't it? Isn't that a, um, a Christian-majority country? I don't know if it's a Christian-majority, but there are a lot of Lebanese Christians. There's a Christians, lot of sure. Lebanese Christians, um, and maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, Israel, it was like 97% have a negative. Some, somehow 2% mm. of Israelis are like, you know, ISIS is pretty great. You know? <laughs> what is that? Well, we welcome them to it's destroy bizarre. us. Uh, but, yeah, it's I mean, bizarre. you know, I mean, it, when you get to those sorts of numbers, anything can happen in polling. But still, yeah. I mean, mm. it's the point is... There are large swaths <laughs> of our country and our world yeah. who believe these things, large enough to certainly make trouble. As ISIS themselves pointed out, we're hitting them with $250,000 missiles, and they're hitting us with 50-cent bullets. Yeah. You, know, you don't need to have huge numbers for this to be true, but it's going to paint your religion negatively. Just like if this was happening all the time, if pro-lifers were out murdering abortion doctors all the time, 10, 12, 15 a week, an attack here, an attack there, an attack here, it would affect the movement. It would. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and that's why they're trying to paint these attacks as happening all the time, because they want to affect, um, you know, the, the opinion behind it. But, I mean, we'd be crazy to not take it into account. If 30% of, our, uh, of people who are pro-life were like, you know what, absolutely, let's kill abortion doctors, that would be a major problem. Uh, it's, not that, it's not the case, thank, thankfully. If I could, uh, before we get to the break, um, 
just show this new campaign by our friends at PETA, your friends, of course, because mm -hmm. you're oh, a yeah. big vegetarian, and, and I am mostly vegetarian. Yeah, mostly. Uh, so I love PETA as well. I, as you know, uh, Stu, Jeffy, I, I occasionally will have some chicken or some fish. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I'm mostly vegetarian. Chicken, fish, and, a, you know, occasionally a little bit of steak. Okay, yep. So some beef. Some buffalo, and not, and not so just chicken, steak. fish. What do you say, steak? I you mean, mean beef, all beef, you know, roast, hamburger. everything, hamburger, yeah. and then some buffalo, mm -hmm. and then an occasional, you know, obviously bacon from, oh, yeah, the, from a pig, ham, pork chops, pork chops. Mm -hmm. But I'm not very selective about it. Most of the, all the pig I will eat, mm. except Sausage. for the hoof. Sausage, yes, I do not eat any hoof. I don't eat, for instance, alligator. I do not eat lion or bear. Mm -hmm. Uh, so mostly, I'm vegetarian. Most species on Earth, you do not. I do consume. not eat. I do not consume. Mm -hmm. uh, yet, the uh, people <laughs> at PETA have enlisted X Files star. And by the way, there's a new X Files coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, new movie, right? Yeah, our new series. I think a, a mini series. That was a movie. Like huh? six. I thought it was six episodes okay. on TV, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think it's a new six uh, episodes. It was new. It was all new people. With Jillian Anderson and uh, David Duchovny, I mm -hmm. think. Yep. Right. They're both in oh, it. Jillian. Yeah. Uh, so Jillian is now in this PETA ad, and I think they're basically comparing uh, eating turkey to cannibalism. Let me check this out. It's fun. Eating meat, it's a matter of taste. So she cut off her leg, uh, and it's on the table. Uh, that is some bizarre. <laughs> That's just sick and bizarre. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, if you have a turkey for Thanksgiving dinner, that's akin to eating your own leg? I, I'm not sure I understand the correlation there. We both have legs, but we're not the same I guess species. that's it. I mean, you're supposed to think, hey, they've got legs like me? I don't know. I don't know. You know, that is whack. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this, Pat. They never tell you. They never attack you like that when you eat a Worthington's protein loaf for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no. <laughs> is that what you had? This yeah, year? yeah. I had it. Remember Yum. you had it last year? I yeah, did, I yeah. do remember. It was actually pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I, what although, the potatoes and gravy. Uh, well, I did have some they, some vegetarian yes. gravy as well. I think you would have enjoyed it, Jeffy. Mm -hmm. <sighs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I would have. Yeah, no, yeah, you I actually did. It. You actually, I actually did like enjoyed it. the whole meal last year. Yeah, it was very good. Huh? Pretty good. Which is why I'm mostly vegetarian. Right. No, you, you know, know. we converted Pat last year. <laughs> he used to eat uh, ostrich. All the time. Uh, was a big uh, duck-billed platypus. Yes. You ate uh, all the Which time. Which is why there's so few of them left. Yeah. Because like, uh, I ate most of them. Uh, I, so. And I'm living proof of, by the way, that uh, you, know, you don't have to starve yourself to be a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, you can gain you know, 20, 30 mm -hmm. pounds over a weekend mm -hmm. by doing it. And that's I, something I thought was that's a, pretty good. important to bring that's to the movie. That is pretty good. It's important. <laughs> All right, more patents to it coming up in a sec. Oh, God, oh, I just never stopped more than a sec. If I were to starve myself for the next six, six months, yeah, I think I could get back down to your week. That's what I'm thinking. I think I could really? get down to Jeffy Lee. Uh, old Jeffy Lee.
Not me. It's Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. According to the Telegraph, orthorexia, which I've never heard of. Have you? Orthorexia? Clean eating uh, obsession that makes you dangerously ill. Now, except for the clean part, Jeffy, you've had that. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these eating disorders are tough to kick. Some of these disorders are tough to kick. Yeah. Now, you have defeated... Uh, in, in a, anorexia. Anorexia. In a big, big, and, and big, big way. And, and bulimia. bulimia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so good for you for overcoming difficult. those. You're not tempted to go bulimia back at all. very difficult. No, you beat the hell out of it. I mean, it's dead, right? You, you beat it to death. So <laughs> I still have visions. <laughs> okay. Well, Carrie Armstrong's fixation with clean eating uh, began with good intentions. Struck down by a virus eight years ago, bedbound and unable, unable to lift her head off the pillow, let alone walk. Doctors said there was little more medicine could do. So to speed up her natural recovery, she began researching alternative remedies and healthy body-boosting diets, you know, all that stuff. Uh, the results promised health on health forums, such as feeling more alert, energetic, and in pursuit of wellness. So she went vegan, then switched to raw vegan, issuing all animal-based food products and anything that had even been cooked. Over 18 months, she dropped from 11 stone to six and a half stone. So it's oh my obviously God. That's a, British, a lot. British story. I, I don't know That's what that means. That's a lot of stone. That's a lot of stone, I guess. Uh, it's about four and a half stone, if, if my math is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you can drop four and a half stone, mm-hmm. holy cow. Wow. Uh, well, she stopped menstruating. She became completely obsessed with detoxing and cleansing, bordering on being fanatical about it. Uh, so... Her case, in a, in a textbook example of orthorexia nervosa, the term was co- coined in uh, 97. And so what happened to her because of it? Pathological fixation on eating proper food. But this never outlines uh, what, what well, became of her. It's funny. There's another story that was very similar to this. Went through the same crazy you know, stuff. She became vegan and all this really hardcore stuff and, you know, went through the clean eating thing and had a bl- wrote a blog about it and stuff. I think we may have talked about that. Yeah, we did. And mm. she eventually came out and said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. And gave up a big blog presence, I guess, to, wow. um, you know, because that's how she had built her following. To and just people, eat. Yeah, people kind of, yeah. you know, turned out, turn on her. As that. you know, I'm mostly, mostly vegan, mostly raw. Well, yeah, except mostly, for, except for, you know, I'll eat some dinner. cooked things at breakfast not that much though not that much and then some at lunch and then i'll cook a few things and snacks like all of my meal but i'll have some uncooked things like a carrot maybe at dinner uh, no, you won't. Uh, so not usually